Good evening, everybody. <laughs> I assume you want this to go out right away? Yep. <laughs> well, because this I is... I knew that. Huh? I knew that. Because this is just events of the day, and if there is the people that I promised, there's there's a group of people that I promised that I would do a podcast on, not that they really asked for it, but <laughs> I just, I was like, well, you know what? If you want anything else, I'm catch me on that and then this so th just to warn everybody this is a political podcast so just turn me off now if you're not if you don't want to listen to another one of these but it's going to be more of kind of a i don't know more of a serious kind of toned one because whoo what a day so just turn it off now get you know pass on if if uh you don't want to hear me beat a dead horse again but it keeps coming up all the time and today I could well and i think it's interesting to note that it also came up today that somebody separately from all of this asked and was like hey what do i do about this because as much as i think most people just want to click away from this because it's like oh i don't want to hear about, about politics and what you have to say you just hate every hate on everything you know whatever it's like no but the only reason why we talk about this is because it is important in your christian faith mm -hmm. today because of what people mm -hmm. are doing with this like there is an importance to this and the other side of this is that there is a um i have i just have a strong conviction about this for some reason this is personal so it doesn't make it correct but i just feel like this is a lot of the people that are going to be saying lord lord but they don't understand why mm -hmm. that's not my judgment to make but i just i see that so much like I, I can't help but apply when i read jesus words there i can't help that apply to people that claim one thing but they are so wrapped up in the cares and affairs of this life okay i mean like jesus says in mark 4 these things are deceitful the cares of this world are deceitful. And I see this with Christians, saw it today, plenty. And I don't know, uh, I'm not talking about any individual person, because I don't know these people. But I'm just saying, I think there's a large group of people in this that are definitely not Christians. They think that they are, but they're not. Mm -hmm. And they are just really entangled in the cares and affairs of this life. And, I, and that's what Paul Washer always speaks about, um, John Piper, all these uh, speak about this American Christianity, and that's what this is. An American Christianity is not a gospel that can save, because not, that's not the true gospel. That's a false Christ. And that's really hard. That's a really hard pill for people to swallow. It really is. And guys, I'm, I'm on, I talk about this with pastors and people smarter than me on a constant basis about these these particular issues i was just talking with one the other day me and him were just like there's a blindness and there's a veil here that the people don't see and this is a false christ that these people are just flocking after because it's the it's the american head you know the american blonde-haired blue-eyed jesus that we follow and we worship and that's 
you know, Jesus himself said, there's many false Christs and many will come in my name. You know, that's just what I see in a lot, a lot of these people. And some of it is, you know, they well-meaning, they don't mean to. And then you can see just there's a nastiness to it. So again, those comments don't go out to anybody that I had any contact with today. This is not, I'm not making this personal. I'm not making this about, I'm not naming any names or, but it just in generalities, just from, you know, you can read um, a bunch of different things and you can put together, okay, I categorize, this is what this is, this is what this is, and this, and there's enough ideas here that, that aren't just one person's opinion, it's just a whole thing, that it's very, very troublesome and disturbing to read some of these things. And, and I just feel that I had to, the Lord definitely put it on my plate again. I felt like I needed to, to just talk about it again. And it's one of those things that, here's the reason why, too is recently we literally have had two people leave my church and the only reason why they left my church is because they did not agree with what i said about the state of the church christianity and trump they they did not disagree with anything biblical. None of this was theology related. None no, of this yeah, was. Nothing had to this do was with because you got mad at my teaching on something and my pre presentation of something. You got mad at me for that. So well, and the, the really heartbreaking thing of is that when you talk to these people, the reasoning was nothing. I mean, there was no scriptural backing to anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's like, no, there, you're not mad at this. Literally, it was not like, you did this with scripture and this Right. Was, I'm not, was, this is not some false prophet heresy, like, yeah. accusation. This is Very that you didn't, you disagree with what I said. So, yeah, that's extremely hurtful and heartbreaking. Um, I mean, yeah, that, uh, like, two people because of that, you know, yeah, that sucks. Um, nothing i can do about it but i think that deserves i think everybody i know everybody takes me wrong when mm -hmm. i talk about this and they don't understand where i'm coming from and i how i don't know because guys this is just this is really just in in not milk but in solid food Christianity, this is not this isn't anything that's new or or like different or like like but this milk milky Christianity that wants to just like argue these ridiculous principles is not there but it, it, like I I did a podcast a couple months ago about John MacArthur's book Christ Call, Call to Reform the Church. I'll read a quote out of that just right now. The church today, and particularly the church in America, needs to understand that God has not called his people out of the world simply to wage a culture, culture war with the world. We're not meant to gain temporal ground like some invading force working to superficially turn this country back to God. We need to shed the illusion that our ancestors' morality once made America a Christian nation, there have never been any Christian nations, just Christians. Okay, this is not, this is not like some new idea to, this is not biblical. Okay, well, and you're hearing a lot of this just, 
American Christianity from the pulpit and you're believing a lot of this American Christianity. And this is just baffling. But first, I want to get out a couple statements here that I feel I feel that this is a little bit milky to state this, but it, it needs to be said so people don't um, get offended by it, you know, or, or don't mis- mistake what's being said here. I acknowledge that the Lord can use any sinner, anybody, for his purpose and bring him to his glory. I certainly am no better than Donald Trump in any way with the way that, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, of course I had a Trump-like attitude the same exact way, just the same type of mindset. So, but it's a, it's a very, very worldly mindset. But either way, um, you know, I, I certainly am no better. I am not, I I'm, I'm don't stand on a platform above it. But there's just a lot of things, guys, that we, we got to keep in mind here. Like, yes, I, I agree. He can do that. Okay? God can do anything. We don't ever question that. We don't ever question, you know, anything. We don't question that, um, you know, what he's doing at all. That's why none of this, to me, really... To me personally, it just doesn't matter. I just get so... I marvel at the fact that everybody just gets so, you know, um, involved in these discussions and these arguments mm-hmm. and this and the cares and affairs for this world. And, and I watch people just get lost in this world because of it. Um, but back to to that being said, and it's also worthy to note that, yes... God has risen up Donald Trump for this time. Just like, again, he has raised up every ruler from every nation At every time. time, yeah. For his purpose. To fulfill his purposes. What's really... I don't... Like I said, I don't... It's not... I don't want to exploit anybody and read their direct comments. But I want to take a couple ideas out of here... Um, this person is saying that they he's fighting against demonic resistance against God doing God's work uh, and our country has not slid further but it's going in the right direction and he stands for life, liberty, freedom and the church and then proceeds to say that, okay, I've listened to beautiful speeches while he was just running his mouth, basically, yet versus a president who didn't run his mouth and did evil in the sight of the Lord. So comparing Obama and Trump, saying that just because Trump has a big mouth, his his intentions and his and his duties are good, but because Obama spoke smooth, it was doing evil behind the curtain. Sure. So, to this effect, and I'm just, God bless this person. I don't mean any ill will towards this person, but this is just, this is just so concerning. Because you forget where, there's nowhere in scripture, nowhere in the Bible that tells us from the time that Jesus came and ascended back into heaven, that it get, that this world gets any better. You're forgetting all the persecution that we're told and that we're warned about all throughout the, the New Testament, 
about until the end of time. We are looking for the second coming of Christ, Christians. Mm -hmm. We are looking for a king coming in judgment. Mm -hmm. Not for us. We are spared of that wrath. But he still comes to judge the world and, the, and everybody in it. That's what we're looking for. We are looking. We see that Paul wrote to Timothy and tells him, from bad to worse, not good to better. Bad to worse. And the warnings that he gave Timothy of, of the exact type of characteristics that man will become during this time period as it gets worse are the very same things that you would use to describe our president. So what does that mean? I don't know, but you might want to think about that. Let that go through your brain and think about that. Because these, this is scriptural. Paul was writing to Timothy explaining to him these things. Yes, he was speaking about spiritual leaders. He was thinking, but there is a, he is speaking of the world and the condition of what's going to come into the church and what's going to infiltrate the church and the ideas and the philosophies that are going to try to be used mm -hmm. in the church in the latter times. And he's warning him of this. And we are, we are falling hook, line, and sinker clearly by these comments we're filing hook, line, and sinker to this exact thing. Yes, God is using him. Amen. God is using every leader everywhere. He's using Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. He's using Kim Jong-un. He's using all these people. But do we celebrate them? No, we don't like them. Well, yeah, we only Where's celebrate the them and pull out these verses and tote our flags when it fits our agenda. It does. Right, these Christians weren't singing these these thank you for Lord for putting calling Obama up and putting him in position. Like, no, we're just see this is why we have Trump and not Hillary, right? Like, there's there's no for. there's no scriptural support for you saying that God is going to use this man to make your life temporarily better in this world as it's passing away. God never offers a band aid to any nation. No. The only thing that he offered was salvation through his son. And the blood of his son is applied to everybody as long as this is f through faith. So how... There, there's no band-aid here of the coming persecution. Just like we were talking about in this very uh, thread here, we were talking about Romans 13. I, I said that people... Please, if you, I'm, my question was, is I legitimately wanted, I, I asked and I, I still cannot get an answer. You never can. You I always never like can, genuinely ask I people and they never, never get. I can never get a full answer to this. Email me, aphomechurch at gmail.com. If you can provide me a scriptural reference, not what some man said, not what you think something means, but if you can, if you can provide me a scriptural reference to explain your thoughts and ideals on this and how we should we should we should approach this as christians i i'm all ears you know that's interesting because dr john MacArthur hasn't been able to figure it out yeah um piper hasn't been able to there's many of of theologians that have not been able to to figure this out so if you've got some insight on where this is at, I'm missing chapters out of the Bible and I need to know where they are. Yes. Because if you take the whole thing in context, 
What does Paul say in 2 Timothy 2.4? No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits. We are soldiers for Christ. Paul is writing here explaining this to, to about the in the pastoral letters. He's explaining this to leaders, okay? And he's saying, yes, leaders, the same thing. Don't get entangled in these civilian pursuits. No soldier for Christ gets entangled in this. Paul explains this later by saying that people walk as enemies of the cross for their love for the world. But we don't get entangled in these ridiculous civilian arguments. And that's what this that's what that's exactly what the time and place that we find ourselves in in, in doing this. You know, yes, cool leader. No leader here matters at all. We have one up in heaven who's returning here. And that's who we're looking that's who we're looking for. But our Christian association with this is very, very important. It's very important. Okay, it, it's so funny because the next comment goes, the first president in a long time, and this is not a direct quote of this comment either. I'm paraphrasing these things so nobody knows or thinks that this is direct. Okay, but... Um, the, the, one of it was, um, I'm, I'm still really trying to, to um, paraphrase this, so I'm not pulling anybody out here. Um, but it's more so if I've never heard any other president invoke the name of Jesus Christ as Trump did. Yeah. But let me remind you that I also haven't heard as many people actually blaspheme the name of God as I heard President Trump has as well. Yeah, we don't want to talk about okay. that. Okay. Uh, just a couple months ago, here, I live in North Carolina, just here in Greenville, there was a rally that happened, that, that Trump spoke at this rally. He blasphemed the name of God twice. And when I say that, I say GD twice. Mm -hmm. And you know the way that he did it? It was the most sick of disgusting worldly ways that he did it says, if you don't vote for me, you're going to be so GD poor, speaking of, uh, of a, a um, I, I think it was like a CEO, or I don't remember who exactly it was that he was speaking of, but he said, he told this person this. If you don't vote for me, you'll be so GD poor, you won't know what to do. That is absolutely despicable. Yet you, you claim that, oh, he invokes the name of Christ. Get my Christ's name out of your mouth if you're going to go turn around and blaspheme it like that. Christians, what kind of fools do we have to be to buy into this? Really? What kind? How foolish are you? How? I don't understand it. I don't get it. It doesn't mean that I'm not praying for him to change, but just because the things that he's doing, the things that he's saying, means that he has changed. Okay? We don't want to bring, you know, I, I won't bring up the dead horse of saying that he's literally said that he has never needed forgiveness. He just does better. Okay? That's, I'll put that argument to the side, and I won't even use that. That doesn't matter. But what matters here is you don't claim all these things like you claim and then use that type of language. And then people goes, and then all these people say, oh, well, growing is a process. We don't just hit people. No, it's not. When you come to salvation in Christ, you recognize your sin and you turn from your sin. Yes, repentance is a long road. 
Amen. You don't learn everything at once, but it means that you recognize your sin. I reference Luke 19 with Zacchaeus. He was a, you posted it this morning with Costi Hen. He was a rich tax collector who cheated and defrauded people. You know what he did when he came to Christ? Yep. He literally got rid of half of his belongings and gave it away to the poor. Literally, his wealth, his everything. Imagine Trump giving Mar-a-Lago to some refugees. Yeah. Imagine this. Yeah. Christian refugees, so the evangelicals don't get mad at me. Imagine that. Imagine him giving Trump tower. Imagine him giving half of his literal possessions to the poor and to people that don't have them. Imagine the homelessness that's out there in every single. He's collecting his presidential salary. Oh yeah, his five hundred k a year. Give me a. Okay, but he (laughs) just imagine the homelessness in every single state in our very own backyard. Yeah. The amount of hungry. Our vets. The amount of children. Our vets. Our vets that are on the street. Yes. Imagine somebody doing that. So, you know, that's what it takes to come to Christ. Yeah. Not saying that he won't do this and come to this point, but he's not there I yet. He does, yeah. Okay. He also said, if I have defrauded anybody, I have paid them or owed them anything. I have paid them back fourfold, four yeah. times. So imagine Trump getting up there and saying, you know what? Hey, Trump University, this was a big disaster and I defrauded a lot of people. And paying them back fourfold. How many other... I'm not going to sit here and pick on him and pull every single little thing out that the liberals do. But the point being is... But the point is, is imagine all the ways that he has personally defrauded people coming out and saying, hey, look, this is is not my requirement, folks. This is the Lord's. This is is Scripture. These are scriptural This is not my rules saying that Donald Trump has to give up half of his wealth. But remember, it's hard for, it is not easy. It is easier for a camel to go in the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. But yet we're just. But yet we're sitting out there throwing out this stuff like whatever. And that just nuts me out that you're, you, you, it's in the Holy Spirit. If you truly have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, it, it prompts you to these things really really quick you realize that i'm a big loudmouth weasel and i need to humble myself and i have great wealth and i should give it this isn't what has occurred with this man it's not people go oh you do you don't know him personally he gives so much money like and then like you said to yeah. the five hundred thousand dollar paycheck of the cool you really honestly think that that's a drop in donald trump's bucket like do you that's no he's having to do without luke 19 folks there's your biblical reference luke 19 zacchaeus every single possession that he had he gave half away to the poor call me when trump does that call me when trump goes up there admits that he's defrauded people pays them back fourfold Mm -hmm. say hey i've come to christ this is what i've done for you publicly this was public you don't think Zacchaeus was a public figure? You know what a chief tax collector is? Yeah. Go study it. It's kind of a big deal. The chief tax collector back then was a huge deal. He was a huge public figure. Everybody knows who Zacchaeus was. He was that short little weasel that you just wanted to slug. So, 
this is what the requirements of the and then somebody says the spiritual fruit that this is this is producing in this country. This is not spiritual fruit, what folks. Spiritual what spiritual fruit? What? Love, patience, kindness, self-control. Where? Where do you see do that you see in that? America at Anywhere. All? Instead, we go for this mindset of great again, better, got to do something, got appointed, warrior. Like, are you, are you, I, I, I don't know what you are. I'm praying for you. Because you clearly don't understand a very, very serious issue. I, I, it's, it's, it's serious in the way that it, it's a false Christ. It's a false. This has become the Trump evangelicals have become a cult. My definition of cult would be any false Christ that's being taught. And clearly, if we're okay on so many of these levels, issuing these defenses, aligning ourselves with these types of things, politics aside, our cares and affairs are not in this world. This world is free to us. It is our muddy earth of fun. It's beautiful. The Lord created it, and he created us to go and have fun. And, and yes, amen. But the systems, we you, you have to learn how to separate being able to live in this world and not be involved in the world's systems and its cares and affairs and in these civilian pursuits that are meaningless. Ecle go read Ecclesiastes, the whole book. Tell me what kind of... What kind of forward progress are you getting excited for? There's none. There's none here. And if you think so, you're biblically illiterate because it's not in there. It doesn't exist. Christ didn't come to try to overthrow Rome to try to make everything better. He never did that. Ever. Matter of fact, he said, hold on, I'll be back a minute. And then I'll do all these things that you're wanting and you're craving. But God himself in 1 Samuel 8 explained to the Israelites that this whole king thing was not going to be a good idea. Because as soon as you do this, you're giving and putting your trust in the rulers of this world. And if that's the way you want it, fine. You can. I will create that system for you. Sure. And you can have it. It goes against but me. But he You're advised that I'm not against yep. a government, people. God himself advised against it. And that's what I mean when I go to Romans 13, when Paul says, this is for good conduct, not for bad. They, the leaders that were raising out in government, that's where you're mis completely misunderstanding and, and misinterpreting the whole book of Romans, but specifically chapter Romans, or Romans chapter 13. Because if you read the whole book, in the very first chapters, you realize that you're like, oh, oh, wait. Mm. He's talking about God leaving a nation and abandoning a nation to their own sin. And saying that God doesn't exist there. He gave them up. Oh, but then in Romans 13, we fast forward and we go, well, this is for good. Mm-hmm. 
This is all good. Don't, I mean, this is this government that we have now has done so many good things. So many good godly things. And we're moving towards God. No, you're just more deceived than you've ever been in your life if you believe that. Because there's... there's you, you can't say these these two separate ideas. And the thing that bothers me is that nobody understands the context of what Romans was written under. Yeah. Okay. This is something that, yeah, this could be... Am I saying not to res that the Bible doesn't say not to respect your leaders and pray for them and all that? Absolutely not. And I've never said that, nor will I ever. Because there's plenty of biblical basis to say that I should respect them and I should submit to them. Absolutely. Because if I don't submit to them, that makes me a zealot. Add in that other note that John MacArthur shares there in your favorite book. Which one? About the whole idea of the founding of America and how we... Went up against. The oh yes, going up against. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole. Nobody ever stops to think about that. The whole American Revolution. Yeah. I mean, how do you you can't you can't make a case for that with that biblically? Biblically, you can't. So we should have never broken away from England no, in the first place. we should have never if we're focusing on what the truly if, if biblical that's Christian what, thing right, to do if is. Right. If that's what if that's what the if that's what that passage meant, then you have to apply that to everything. Mm -hmm. You have to apply that with the Jews under Hitler. That's really tough. You 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 have to do that if that's the way that you're going to do it without understanding context, and this is why we have hermeneutics and exegesis. Those well, two big theological words. That's why they keep coming words. back to it, though. The the overwhelming comment, but God uses unlikely vessels. Of course, He does, and that's what bothers. It's we were talking about that this morning with people keep bringing up Cyrus, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Nebuchadnezzar, maybe. Nebuchadnezzar, yes. Cyrus, no. But anyway, but ev even then, there's no indication that Cyrus actually worshipped God. Yeah, knowing of him and worshiping. Knowing God of him and worshiping of him and being prophesied and being set apart specifically for a job. That's another thing. Is Cyrus was very, very specific. That has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Like this is for the Jews. This is for a Jewish purpose. For God, like, this has nothing to do with Trump. The only thing that they're trying to compare is with Trump and Israel, which I'll get to that. But the, um, gosh, you get me worked up, Heidi. Sorry. This is why you don't have a blood pressure monitor this on. This is why times. I don't put, yeah, exactly. Um, where was I? In Romans 13. Yes. Paul wrote Romans under the Emperor Nero. Okay. The Emperor Nero was a real, real bad guy. Okay. He hated Christians. You know those, you hear Roman candles in July 4th? That's a really, really messed up name for a firework when you're thinking that it was because of a Roman emperor that was literally burning Christians on a stake. That was a Roman can and to light up the streets with Christians. Burning alive human burning beings. Alive. Yeah. Because they follow Christ. Yep. Roman candle. Roman candle. 
Kind of funny how that stuff makes it into our culture, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kind of funny how those arches that we have displayed in Washington, D.C. have yeah. the destruction of the temple celebration inside of them. Yep. People don't understand these things. Like, yeah. I, they, don't, they don't get this. Um, and this is what makes it serious. And this is what makes, this is like the whole wake up part of it. Because it's so much more serious than this. But, you know, Cyrus and what he did, he freed the Jews to go back and decreed to build a, a, a temple. That has nothing to do with Donald Trump. But he moved our embassy to Jerusalem. No other Which, president has done that. They all say it, but none of them do it. But you see, Trump's not all talk. He's actually getting it done. Because okay, he so, loves Jesus. So let, let's, let's talk about that, Christians. About that, specifically. Because of what he's done for Israel. That's the evangelical, the Trump evangelical support for Israel. Yeah. Okay. They go, well, you know, it's God's people. We're, we support Israel, you know. We know that they're a nation much like our own that are fighting a lot of the same values. So this is what... But I don't... But this whole evangelical supporting and celebrating the fact that Trump declared Israel or Jerusalem as Israel's capital and brought the embassy over there. The, the, even, even the teachers, like Trump supporters, my favorite buddy Robert Jeffers, and Franklin Graham, and different, these things are saying how great this is that Israel has been, that America supports Israel, Israel's been brought back, and we support it. And these teachers are even missing it, and it's just driving me bat crap. Because, yes, it's biblical that, and I'm a premillennialist, so for me, the fact that Israel exists in Jerusalem, all this to me is a big deal too. Okay, but it's a big deal in a different way. I'm not sub I'm not celebrating it in a worldly sense. I'm going, "Oh crap. You have no idea what's going to happen. The next thing that's going Okay. So, let's talk about the tribulation period. Okay. We are going to experience the rapture of the church where the rest of this world is left up to the 7-year tribulation period. You know, the only thing that Israel means right now, the only thing that happened in 1948 was the fact that, yes, God still has a plan for Israel. And he has brought his people back in the land to prosper. But it was not because of anything that they did. It was just to show us that he is God. And that he will do the things that he said he was going to do. In this final regathering of Israel after a nation that was scattered after 70 AD. The fact that there's, I mean, they were, they were scattered after 70 AD outside of, the, outside of Jerusalem. So this didn't exist again up until 1948 yeah. in a state, in a Jewish state. Yeah. So yeah. that's a huge deal. And it, it follows the prophecies of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, that, that eventually he's going to bring everybody around. But the only problem that you're forgetting is they are being, they are going to go through the fire. They are going through testing. We know that they rejected their Messiah. So and now all, a false now, Messiah Right, is and now they, every single one of them has an opportunity to come from to Christ now and escape the judgment. 
But for the rest of them, they have a veil over their eyes because they rejected them and they cannot see nor can they believe in Christ. This These people will go through the worst human period of time to ever exist since God created the world. And, and no yet, one would exist if he didn't shorten the time. And Right. And nobody else would survive if he didn't shorten it. So we're out here saying that this is such a good thing and God is with Israel and God, God is going to judge Israel and put these people through hell. And they need to repent. We need to be calling to Israel as Christians yeah. to repent yeah. and to beg them to accept their Messiah. Please, but no, that's that's way, way too far across party lines well, or or any lines. What about the fact? But as a pastor, as a man of God, I know exactly what's coming on the nation of Israel and the whole world. But I'm talking about the specific issue of how we as evangelicals will get up and sing the praises of Israel. We'll sing the praises of everything that they do politically, no matter what. Okay, it does not matter what they do to the Palestinian people. It does not matter what they do. It does not matter how corrupt their government. It does not, nothing, none of that matters because God's people. And well, because Donald Trump and Cyrus. That's the funny point because then you go, okay, well, how many millions do we send Israel like every single day? Sure. Right? Like it's insane the amount of money that we send. Am I saying that we as a country should be against Israel? No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, But it's not. just, well, we just love Israel. Everything. Okay, so what about the fact that we send them millions every day so that they can provide their people free abortions? Do you ever think about that? Like they literally since, what is it, 2014, free abortions funded by the state, fully funded by the state for teenagers and soldiers serving in the IDF. <laughs> and they estimate that, and so they have legalized abortion for women between the ages 20 and 33 for any circumstance, any reason, it is completely free. You can go get an abortion. We're I, talking an average wow. conservative number of 40,000 abortions every year. That's a conservative wow. number. But they have very lax laws when it comes to abortion, and it's funded by the state. Well, the state's able to do these things because look at all the aid they get. You know, I mean, you, you look at a lot of these details and you put them together besides the fact that they are on the forefront of homosexuality. Yeah, no, um, Tel Aviv is literally the gayest city yeah, in the, in the world. world. Yeah, they have been on the forefront of that stuff, uh, you know, and that's right now. Yes, Israel is a nation, but they have been regathered in unbelief. unbelief. There right. is a small percentage of people in Israel that are even Orthodox Jews, but for the most part, they are a faithless country. Oh, yeah, they're not. Completely. They're Yeah, no, they're completely. The, so you I, ask but I feel like because I, I feel like the overall view we get is it's like, well, they're God's people. Like they're just a bunch of people over there just worshiping the Lord day in and day out. And it's like, well, and then there's but then there's the America side of it, too, that they are a really important ally to America in the Middle East. Until we up and ditch them. Right. <laughs> We're and, like, all right, we, good uh, luck with Syria, your good luck with Syria. <laughs> Have fun with that. That's going well. Don't worry Anybody about all your lately? enemies on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. You've got that missile thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, Which I get the point that us being over there sticking no, our nose in all the Middle East probably totally disagree. It's bad for business disagree. for America. Yeah. I, I but, agree with so that. So we agree with Trump in that. It's not that he makes horrible decisions all the time, but it's just. There's the, no reason that we have any involvement in that other than. Yeah. Uh, that, that right there is just a religious involvement. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not a, 
that's not something that... But I think these points are interesting to bring up. So it's like, okay, so we just want to support Israel for everything because right, that's but, what America Right, but we're does. up there, you know, talking about how great God's love for Israel and all this stuff, right? And the fact that, you know, but what what's coming in judgment is not good. Yeah, it's really it's, serious. It's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. So there's no celebration to be had. And again, there's no biblical basis for saying that there's some kind of temporary getting better. If it does, cool. We get to be a little bit more comfortable. But then again, that's not. But is that's that a not good a great thing? thing? Do you want to be comfortable and get comfortable in this world? No, not at all. That's I, not I, a good thing. That's why I just, you know, these. these it's funny because these comments don't apply to anybody else other than somebody that you like. If it's somebody that you dislike, it's somebody that's different. Well, Christians didn't talk this way when Obama was in office. No, but... All we heard was all the bashing, and we got to get him out of there because he's a Muslim, and, you know, all these different things. Right. I mean, we didn't. We didn't pray. We didn't talk. We didn't speak of any other president other than, like, this, you know... Shoot, I don't even remember the evangelicals coming out this much for Bush. I know. Like, they liked it, but I feel like like this, like worship of him. I feel like he was a little bit more... Okay, well, you need to touch on this too. The overwhelming response besides, look at God uses an unlikely vessel, is that we need to be thankful not only for this great Christian man, I'm saying in quotations, that we have in our presidential office right now, but... We need to also be so thankful for the solid spiritual teachers he has around him. Yeah, That's which are false prophets one. that are false prophets. I asked and the person refused to answer. I don't know. I mean, they've re- responded to other things, but not that. But I said, okay, who specifically in there are you saying is a good spiritual leader? I just am asking from a teacher's perspective. Yeah. They go and they'll say, well, they'll bring up these things. And I would say, okay, if I'm going to ask, I ask Franklin Graham and Robert Jeffers this question all the time. Why is it that you're not calling these nations into repentance? Mm -hmm. Because that you know that the second coming of Christ is coming. Mm -hmm. And if you truly want a nation that's built built off of the, the principles and foundation, you need to call a whole nation to repentance for everything. But then... You also think like, no, it's again, it's there's it's impossible for us to be a Christian nation because that's impossible because there's impossible. no such thing as a Christian nation. Our, our, our the kingdom principles are not the same as worldly principles. Paula White is his spiritual advisor. False prophet. A, she's a woman, so she has no place calling her Mm-mm. position like that. That's number one. There's so many red flags. If you're not seeing that and like jumping up and down and going, whoa, 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 stop. And then you get into everything that she teaches and and preaches and goes for. And so, I mean, you, you literally can go through a rabbit hole of a million different issues and problems here. You know, the what we go to the old testament for to see is what the prophets said to the leaders and to the kings and understand the way that these these things happened but people just pick the like the sweet stories out of it and then they just run with mm-hmm. their with what they want to do with it just like this the Cyrus Trump thing and this <laughs> what? 
just to say that he has raised up this man specifically for this time is just a ridiculous statement, period, because he God has raised up every single leader ever in history, including every single one that's in place right now. Every single leader that is in place is in place there by God and part of his plan and is executing even the ones that don't follow him they are executing his plan not even knowingly so what knowing that what makes one of these leaders better than the other you can bring up a whole bunch of worldly reasons and answers and that's fine and I may agree with you if you want to be of the world then go be of the world just stop trying I, to slap I'm not I'm I agree I think that you know he um I pray like I said I pray for him I hope that he comes to this type of repentance and this type of faith in Christ that's the same type that Zacchaeus had mm-hmm. um it's not my it's not my words saying that it's it's harder for a rich man to or it's it's easier for the camel to enter the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to in, enter the kingdom of heaven that's not my words that's Christ's words and i mean and then we can see what it required out of Zacchaeus well look what Jesus told the the rich young ruler he said, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm he doing all of the go, things. Go sell your things. So let's just say that even Trump is the rich obeying <laughs> all of right. the, the, you know, God, love your neighbor as yourself and right. to have no other, you know, nothing above the Lord. And yeah. Let's just say that's it, which I don't see any There's nothing there. proof of. But let's just for sake of argument, let's just say then, yes, that's it. Okay. So the rich young ruler goes to Jesus and says, okay, I've done all the things, which obviously Jesus knows. He hasn't, but he says, okay, you've done all the things. What do I need to do? And he says, okay, we'll go and get rid of all your stuff and give it all to the poor and then come follow me. And the rich young ruler goes away sad, sad because, because he has he many things do, and he has he no interest do in doing that because he loves the world. And that's where you go again in John, where first John, he says, do not love the world. If you love the world then the love of the father cannot be in you and that's what what do you surmise that that means surmise surmise um i feel like we need to do one of those what do you think that means on that and start with that because that's part of this whole american christianity it's the world where we have literally woven jesus's dna into the fabric of our american flags that we wrap ourselves in right didn't and it's like how are you doing this and let me give you another challenge to christians listening that that believe this way do you not remember that satan offered christ it was a lie yes. but he offered him the kingdoms of this world yeah why do you think he did that who's the god of this world satan, satan. okay Yes, Satan is even working under God's plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, he we see that you know he has to go to God for permission to do anything. But we don't walk around going, "God bless Satan." Yeah, like what he he rose him up just for this reason. <laughs> like that would be yeah, insane, I mean that, right? Like if we started. Well, doing and that, but crazy. that's what I'm saying is that Satan's job. Yeah, is to even though the Lord's state, you know, of course, his everything is his whole sovereign plan. Of course. Okay, but Satan's jobs. The rulers and authorities of this world is his department. He's working hard in this department. So do you think that you can't, as a Christian, be deceived? 
Yeah. And if you were going to be deceived, wouldn't you think it would be deceived, not in the way of the liberal left saying that, you know, abortion's good and, and all these no laws is, or whatever that you say about them, but in the way of going, you know what, this guy is really, really entangled in the cares and affairs of this world. He's forwarding the progress of this world. And even the, even the things that he's doing are still evil in the sight of the Lord. I mean, anything outside of calling a whole nation to worship only God and nothing but God is evil in the sight of the Lord. Yeah. But then you say that, and you're like, well, we can't be that legalist. Exactly. You see how this doesn't fit together. It's oil and water. You can't do it. So. um, And that's, again, that point. If you want to go and be of the world, because you cannot be of the world and love the Lord. You can't. And if you think you can, you're a liar. Mm -hmm. Not my words. Go look up the Apostle John, okay? Mm -hmm. His words. His words are actually more harsh than that. So good luck with that. But you are loving the world when you get entangled in these things. That's what all of this is. And it's like, what? Honestly, sit down and think about that. And that's the part, I think, why we keep talking about this, too, because it's heartbreaking. Because you look at this and you go, you cannot have the love of the world and the love of the Father. But I- so that means there's this whole group right. uh, that have bought into this American Christianity cult that are following a false Christ that cannot save them. I have scripture references here for anybody that wants them with just some couple little notes too. But I mean, these are things that you can't argue with. Okay, in Hebrews 11, 9 and 10, we live we live like a stranger in a foreign land. Yeah. Okay. Isaiah 40, 11, all the nations are nothing to the Lord. Nothing. All of them. It doesn't say but one. Yeah. Hashtag America. Hashtag America. It doesn't say that. Psalms... Uh, 27 and 8 and 9, we have some trust in chariots, some in horses. They collapse and fall. Yeah. Okay. Th- and that's where you get those. These are your militaries. Yeah. These are your governments. These are, these, are the, these are the things that the other nations did. Yeah. These were, and this is what Israel, have you, you know, everybody's seen that meme that it's this guy walking, the dude walking with his girlfriend and oh, his head yeah. is turned back looking at the, and then you just see the one silhouette of the girl. Yeah. Like that was Israel with every, every other, nation. other nation. Literally. Walking with one. God and then looking backwards at, at the girl behind them. And that's what they, that's exactly what they did with every single nation. They hoard out to every single nation and Literally. forgot God. Yeah. And that's exactly what the United States is doing currently. And that's what majority of evangelicals inside of the United States are during doing now currently is you're turning your head and looking, Ooh, Ooh, faith, comfort, joy, love, you know, all this stuff that I want and that I like and mm, America is what you're looking at. But yet God is going, Hey, all this stuff, you're right. Hey, I did raise up Trump for this, but it was for you to pay attention. Yeah. And for you to realize where you're at, not, that your home is in this world and you're comfortable with where you are here. The fact that, hey, look, all this going on around you, guess what? Christian persecution, all these things, this looks like the timing right before the return of Christ. Let me say again that you have always had this weird ability and we didn't know how to harness it until, you know, you really came to Christ and all this stuff, whatever. But this weird ability to look at things and call them from like a million miles away. 
And I remember you and I having a conversation outside when we were having lunch before a meeting with a client. And we were talking about this. This was before Trump even was Mm -hmm. the actual Republican candidate to run for Mm -hmm. president. This was before that even happened. And you said, I'm not saying that this guy is the Antichrist. But if he becomes our president, he will pave the way for it. And that was five six years however many years ago that i mean that was a long time ago right it's been a while and it's so crazy to pull up like the watchman on youtube just see the reports of the things going on and to see i mean just the things that are going on within our country over the past four or five years leading up to all of this and it's just so nuts to watch all of these things come together yeah yeah because you, that's another good point. Speaking about this, because now the temple talk has yeah. got into the mix. Oh, yeah. Where now we're getting serious. Yeah. That's the Antichrist temple that they are going to build. That's the temple that the Antichrist will walk into. And declare himself to and be God. And declare himself as God. Anybody? That, anybody? <laughs> no, they are crickets. desperately trying to fulfill these things. They were just... They just sacrifice animal sacrifices on the Tenement Mount. They do it every year now. For the last couple of years, it's been they've they've been doing it more and more. But now it's getting more serious. And now the Temple Institute with training the Levitical priests and all these different things, like they literally are bringing in the Antichrist. But don't you find it interesting that as Christians we are so far removed from all things Jew in the Bible that we don't understand the significance of these things? Like we talk about the holy days instead of the holidays, and people yeah, are like, the "What? Fact, That's weird." Yeah, what are the those? fact that the temple is getting close is not a good thing. This no, is this a is bad huge. thing. This is a huge sign that we should all like wake up, get the sleep out of your eyes, like pay attention. I mean, because Revelation, <laughs> you know, um, Matthew twenty-four. Um, this is all, you know, who Jesus Christ will destroy by the breath of his mouth. This is. This is serious, serious stuff. We're paving the way. The next step is the Antichrist, not... And I think this is what's so frustrating about the fact that so many Christians are just so fed into this love of Trump that they see nothing else. And it's That's like, what the cult of the Trump oh evangelicals gosh, this are. is why this is an issue. Mm-hmm. And then seeing all these people's comments, and they're like, so what? We got to vote for Hillary so she can kill everyone? It's like, I really? Because she was going to do it. Like, that on. is the most childish argument that I've ever heard of in my life. And picking still the lesser of two evils is still picking evil. I was like, this is still being involved with the cares and affairs of the world. You are in exile. You are the illegal alien right now. Do we realize that? Like, right, evangelical Christians, we want to hate no, on No, they all don't know the, what that means. You're the alien. Yeah, you're the alien. You, that's yeah. what we are. ISIS, you are a follower I should be coming and picking you up now. Yes. That's because what. Because us as the follower. And then people are like, well, you should be thankful you have that. You could be living in China or Middle East or whatever. It's like, yeah, do you see what the church is over there? The you know church what? is for real. You know I what, would Paul? love to go you live know? over there. Yeah, I would love. I wish I was in China right now in we that We pray for opportunities persecution. to be able to do You know why? Things. And it's funny because that's what the same exact thing that Paul Washer said. He is a he, and he's done it. Yeah. He has admitted. He's like, I have gone to countries literally when I first started this way zealous just to be persecuted. Yeah. 
just because I wanted to. That's why I went and preached the gospel to these countries is because I wanted this persecution. Yeah. Just unapologetically, like completely. I mean, I, and amen. I hope that one day the tanks roll up in the streets of America. Well, I don't hope that. It will be gone before then. But in theory, I would well, hope that the tanks would be. Look how close we are, though. We just went to that little festival in our town. And what do they have at the entrance of it? Tanks. One of those tanks that they, they're Police sending the kids tanks. in and taking pictures. Yeah. It's in, like in you our guys, small little podunk town. This like we is need a huge some, issue. Martial so, law, anyone? Yeah. Well, But anyway, I would love to. And then to have the Bibles removed. I, w- yeah. I would love to live under that type of pers- that persecution. Oh, dude. I wouldn't listen. No. No, we're not called to. Dude, you'd be killed so fast. Oh, I know. I would be like the first one to go. I'd be the first one to be tied up, thrown in the back of a van and beaten. Uh, like be B for Vendetta, you get the black bag over your head yeah, and you'd just be gone? Yeah, totally. Because that's the type of persecution that we are we are expecting. We don't know how far. We don't know when this rapture occurs. We have no idea. And we have no way to gauge the timing of it. Okay, so I don't. I can't tell you exactly how far we're going to get into this whole deal. I can't tell you if maybe America will fall. Maybe maybe Christianity will become outlawed. Maybe this will be something where we are persecuted very, very similar to the first century Christians. Maybe. I don't know how far it goes. I don't I see us I see the church, the worldwide church, I see Christ returning for his bride before it gets to the point of that type of worldwide persecution, which America would be the last place to go completely. And if it did like that, like, you know, that I think that you, you wouldn't get too bad. So I don't think America's ever going to reach like China level or, or, you know, North Korea or wherever else. Um, any Muslim country that, that a Christian exists in or any other, you know, um, it, I, I don't see it getting that bad, but it could. So and are you prepared? Are for you that? prepared for that? Uh, you know, as you said, say at school, are you prepared for somebody to act, come up to you with a gun in your head and ask them if you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Say yes or no. They pull the trigger. Like, yeah, yeah. People used to tell us that. Remember? All the time. That's kind of morbid. It's really weird. You never really would have thought that that type of thing that would be coming true now, though. Well, then, yeah, now you look and it's like, gosh, that would be easy compared to that. Okay, so last question here. Um, if you have family members or friends, people that you love that are close to you, oh, that yeah. are what totally do we do with this? sold into this and all they can talk about. This is what you were referring to. Okay. I was in my head. I was like, who are you talking? I forgot that somebody messaged you about this separately today. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So who, if somebody is friends, Thank family, you. whatever, we all have them. Is like all of our family too. You guys, we totally get this. They're totally sold into this Trump. He is, you know, doing the work of Jesus himself. All of the things. That's all they talk about is just this praise and love, twisting scripture type of a deal to to make it fit. What the heck do we do with that? How do we go about that? I don't think we. We don't need to be combative, of course. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's the easiest response that we want to be combative. Yeah, because we're like how you look like a fool. This is awful. Of the dear sister You're posted so this very post today. Yeah. And got kind of like not lit up, not like some of them are just light jabs. Some of them are kind. Some of them, but and for most of all, you know, it was semi respectful. But 
You talk out on these things and Christians just slash you. Yeah. I mean, our own family says horrible things about us because of our unwillingness to love Trump as the greatest Christian man. Yeah, you're wanting me to bow to the golden statue of Nebuchadnezzar here is what you want me to do. And And when I say no, that's unbiblical. I'm saying no. When I'm Colin Kaepernick over here. Yeah. Y'all treat me like Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, which is <laughs> you know, like well. it's like no, I'm not going to kneel to this, and I'm not going to believe in it. I appreciate the fact that there has been some progression in the way of of uh, friendliness to the church. Any Old Testament, um, you know, you you can bring up a lot of different Old Testament references to nations that were kind to sure. to Israel. That God definitely was like, yep, I'm going to remember that. And let them prosper. And that part's great. Fantastic. And and the only reason why God has let this country prosper, yes, is because of the tree, the the church that has existed in here. But it's also for His glory to bring people into repentance towards Him. Exactly. That's the only reason why He's given the prosperity to this country that it that He has. Is don't you know that God's kindness is most most certainly to lead you to repentance? And those numbers are so small now. I mean, you, uh, as as far as speaking out, I challenge everybody to challenge this biblically. Yeah. I mean, it's not, if if you feel like engaging in somebody, if you feel like you can do it in a loving manner, if you can be like, hey, understand your your points and your wishing here, but what what you guys really want is you want a leader, you want Christ. Okay, not because you want to have all these things that this world doesn't offer. These are things that can only be be found in Christ. Your comfort, your joy, your fun, your you know, your love for your security, you know, your security, your all these other things. These are all things that only Christ night. offers and he offers in a coming kingdom and a kingdom that will be coming. Not here. We don't attempt to build this kingdom here or attempt to instill the values. I mean, we do instill the values of the kingdom here as much as we possibly can. But as being persecuted Christians, our voice is very, very limited in in the fact that the rest of the world hates us. So Christ tells us specifically that the rest of the world hates us Christians just because of his name. Yet we go kicking and screaming when we're hated and when we're persecuted and try to put up these biblical references to say why we're kicking and screaming and it's like this is not that's not biblical so i mean call i would just say that it's not i mean like i said that i i gave you here's a couple of verses for that again i mean like hebrews 11 9 and 10 living like a stranger in a foreign land um isaiah 40 11, all the nations are nothing to him uh, Psalms 27 and 8 9, we're talking about the chariots, the trusting in that. 1 Samuel 8 is the kings are a whole bad idea thing. Um, Philippians 3, 18 through 21, our, our citizenship is in heaven. We know that there's brothers and sisters that walk as enemies of the cross. Um, 1 Corinthians one thirty one. if you want to boast about anything, boast about the Lord. Not about any man, not about anything like that. Boast Country, about God. flag, football Nothing. team. Boast only about the Lord. Um, Jeremiah thir- chapter 13, this whole chapter is dedicated to pride. It's a warning about pride. Leaders, pride. Um, Besides, I mean, you can go back. We have done countless things on 
patriotism country you know yeah that's the other hard thing is i've 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 beaten this dead horse and i know a lot of my listeners are rolling their eyes because they know (laughs) what i've already said on this but these happenings here is they're just still coming around and and somebody was engaging with me today saying these exact same things and again i was very very confused by the things that this person was saying because I think I understood his point, but I know for a fact that he didn't understand anything that I was saying. And maybe purposely so. Yeah, it might have been purposely so. I don't know. Um, but, you know, biblically, I still have yet to receive a biblical reference to this. So email me. Let me know where you are misunderstanding what's going on. Um, and let me just point you to people that are very, a lot smarter than you and I have, have, have written about this. Okay. Let's remember that, uh, Jesus most searing accusations were against the religious right, the Pharisees of his day. John MacArthur writes, These were the most pious men in the nation who fastedly kept the law of God and faithfully followed rabbinical tradition. Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. The word woe is equivalent of saying curse you. He's pronouncing damnation and judgment on them. He repeats the same phrase over and over in in subsequent verses. He calls them blind guides in verse 16 as they led Israel astray through their empty, pious morality. Believers and leaders. Again, that came from a quote from Christ's call to reform the church. And this is, this this whole book I should do a study on this book like you did with your biblical You womanhood. really should. Maybe People I would will. love it. Maybe I will. I think it would be beneficial. Um, yeah, maybe I will. Go through it like chapter by chapter. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's a fantastic book that he writes, and he brings to the point of where Christians are so mixed up in this and where they're so wrong about it and how important it is and all these issues are. That would really because, be a genius idea. Because he goes to, yeah, maybe I will. If anybody likes that idea, let us know. I don't want to waste my time and do it if nobody wants it. But if anybody wants it, I will most certainly do it. Because this book will... Probably MacArthur explains things a lot more smoother than I do. (laughs) And I would hope so because he's really, really smart. He's not perfect. I don't celebrate him. And I, I really hate... Um going outside of scripture for something so that's the only thing that would keep me from like actually wanting to do it as a series but i guess i could do it as like a review yeah type thing people could learn a lot from it yeah i just i I really just hate going out of scripture just to try to prove a point you know what i mean like um because scripture is plenty sufficient for what i'm trying to say but he 
puts it in a way that just I think would make a lot of people think and probably be beneficial. So we'll see. Um, maybe I'll get on that. Um, but to end, I don't want people to take me wrong for why I continue to harp on this. I, I hope I can get people to think that, although I think like you, okay, like I, I do. I agree that there's crazy demonic forces that are trying to destroy everything in our in our country, our world, everything right now. I believe that yes, most of the country has fallen. Most of it is ungod. You know, all the things that you say about it, like I agree with you. Some of them I don't, but most of it I do. And. You know, the first uh, the first reaction will always be like, so what, do nothing? Yeah. That's, nope. Nope. We, we have such a un... We have such an access to freedom of being able to do whatever we want that we are not... We are not held captive by anything, any sin, any anything in this world... So that just opens up our opportunity to go and just be a light for Christ and wherever we want and do whatever we want to do. So that that's a whole lot of freedom in itself. And, you know, so that's not, no, it's not do nothing. It's realize your freedom in Christ and use it for Christ. You know, that, but that has nothing to do with your country or where you're at. I mean, this, this goes across all nations everywhere. It's not just one place. Uh, the reason, like I said at the beginning, I think the reason why I keep harping on this is because there's 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 fake Christians in this. There's a huge cultish movement that's I don't know who they are. It's not for me to judge those people, but it is become a cult that's bigger than than Jesus. Uh, that that's what they their mindset is because it goes outside of it. They think all of a sudden that all of these things are ordained by God and everything is right all of a sudden because they have finally have somebody that's fighting for something that they believe in. And that comparison right there, that, that just drags him into a false Christ conversation that you're making and you're putting this pedestal up that isn't true. So seeing that is not, not something that, you know, I'm going to ever stop talking about. It's, it's an issue that I that keeps coming round and round again. I've lost people to my own personal church for this, but you know, which is heartbreaking. I hate it, but you're again, you're loving the world and not loving the Lord by doing this. And there's no argument. And against if you that. think you could do both, you're you, a liar. You're a liar and you're wrong because this world and its systems have nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it, it's oil and water. It doesn't mix. Matt Whitman did the 10-minute Bible hour. He did a whole series on the on the Sermon on the Mount, on the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. um, I would recommend anybody go watch those videos because he does such an incredible job of pointing out the difference between worldly values and, heaven, and kingdom values mm -hmm. and, and showing how they, it's impossible for them to fit into each other. So you got to understand that American values, are, it's impossible... To fit those into Christian values without percept, you know, people perceiving that you're, and and you are. I mean, everybody should have a person or a person. Everybody should have an opportunity 
to worship any god that they they see fit that's not for up to us to to do it but by accepting that we're accepting that there's other gods and people go after other gods and accepting that it's okay that people worship other gods okay well for me the lord says only worship the lord your god So where do I come in, into play with that if I'm a leader? I say, okay, well, I believe in God, and I, you can only worship the God of Abraham. Where does that leave everybody else in freedom? See, you can't have both. That's why you have to live outside of it while still being inside. It's, it's not a difficult process. That's what we're going through in our Sunday services every Sunday now on, on, until we're done with Corinthians. Started in First Corinthians, we're going all through to Second, all the way through. So anybody's invited to listen to that, to figure out what Paul's saying, and he's explaining to the Corinthians that hey, you can't mix these two things together. You can't be doing this. It doesn't you used work to do way. this when you were when you were worldly and you did all these things, but you, now you don't you're do in a whole anymore. different category, and we can't mix these things together. That's what First Corinthians. <laughs> So far is about everybody. So, I mean, Spoiler you're more than alert. welcome to join, join the us. the home church and 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 listen. But I just don't want anybody to get my heart wrong in it. I don't want anybody. I get a lot of nasty things said about this, a lot of personal stuff from this. That's fine. I don't mind it. But make sure to to just email it and don't misquote me and and don't misunderstand my heart in this matter and why I say these things because it's it's concerning to me that I think that you may be deceived uh, that yeah. that is concerning to me yeah it's legitimately concerning you may I I believe that you have blinders on from the world that I'm not sure what God's going to do with these blinders or what that means for you as a Christian I don't know what this means so that's I, I feel for you and I don't want anybody to have that happen to anybody but especially people that are claiming to be brothers and sister if you're claiming that and then your your fruit and these things that you're saying are portraying worldly values that's I'm scared concerning. for you and you need to check your heart to see if you're with you're in the faith yeah and again, we're talking about biblical references, guys. Not, -uh. not, not your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Give me facts in scripture, not your feelings. So I'm not going to be this dead horse anymore for the two that are still listening. <laughs> I, and Until I know next who time. they are. Right. <laughs> All right. Yep. I think that's good. I think I answered everything that I said I would on the um, on the thread. Pretty sure I did. Yeah. If not, I'll hear about it. 